Blog Talk Radio. so tinny in my ear. I hope you have to put up with me uh, just for a few minutes. Recruiting the animal on Ju- June the 6th, 2018, 2018. Today is D-Day. In case you're young and ignorant, that's when the Western Allies invaded Europe in 1944. It was a great day. It was one of the greatest days in history. Okay? It was a great day. But I got to tell you, I don't believe all the hype you hear about the greatest generation. You know, our parents and grandparents, they were really just very ordinary people. But a great deal was demanded of them by the war. And I appreciate their service very much. If you've seen Saving Sergeant Ryan, Private Ryan, sorry, Saving Private Ryan, you know that landing on those beaches in Normandy was like hell on earth. You could get picked off before he even got ashore. And a number of years ago, I read an interview about a guy who was a Canadian soldier on uh, D-Day at Juneau Beach, and he said that so much was happening around him on the beach that the only thing that saved him was his training. Because of his training, he didn't have to think about what to do. He just did it automatically. And I've spoken to other people who were soldiers, and they also told me that they were trained to be able to be awakened in the middle of the night and do what they had to do. You know, we hear a lot these days about being mindful of what you're doing. You know, but most of the time, it's important to be able to do things from habit without being mindful. No mindful. Okay? And that's absolutely true in recruiting as well. Lots of recruiters, they'll tell you, oh, I don't have a script to follow when I make a call. Well, maybe they don't have a script that they read like a robot, but I'll bet these people have made a million calls and they have a very solid idea of what they want to say. So it comes out automatically and they're free to focus on what's new in any conversation with their thinking mind because their unthinking mind does the basics for them. You know what that means? You have to be mindless before you can be mindful. So when you read all these articles about being mindful, just remember that. And regular listeners know that we know about being mindless here, (laughs) don't we, on Jerry, Jerry The Recruiting Animal I'm a nobody. I know that, right? But I got the greatest shouter in the world introducing my show. There's no two ways about it. Okay? Yeah. 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 Thank you, Jerry. Thank, okay. Thanks for having me, Animal. I feel you. I feel uh, feel like I'm a part of something greater than myself. <laughs> which, which is, is what we all which desire. Is pretty hard to do. It's pretty hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. 
Okay, I want to thank my sponsors, Martin Snyder, the boss of PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army Knife of Recruiting Software, and Nin Tran, the COO of HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the Super Duper Sourcing Tool, and Nick Livingston, not Stone, Stone, the CEO of Honet, H-O-N-E-I-T, the online interview technology. And we got a guest today. He's an Irishman, but he's calling from England, he tells me. I hope for good reasons. And, you know, I don't know how to say his name, but it looks like uh, his Twitter name is at Duelta Doherty, D-U-A-L-T-A, and then D-O-H-E-R-T-Y. Duelta Doherty, how do I say your name? That's close enough, uh, but uh, I suppose Dulta. What? Say it again. Dulta. Dulta. You know what? We're going to call you Dewey, okay? On this show, Dewey. Dewey. Yeah. Love it. That's American. Dewey it is. Dewey. 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 Okay. Okay. Dewey on the bad uh, phone. Yeah. Well, he's on an iPhone, okay. That's expensive and uh, you sound lousy. I sound lousy. Everybody sounds lousy. Uh, does anybody? Okay. Any, there's lots of people on the line. Does anybody want to comment on the sound of our phones? Any comments? Any feedback? Okay or lousy? Please tell me. Gary and animals sound fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah, Michael so G. Back Cox off, animal. I, you know, I, I yeah. take these attacks about my phone quality from you. It's relentless. <laughs> We've now I, had a professional. I, you used listener. to be the greatest. I'm Look, catching up on your bras in Quebec high school story. Well, I'm going to I'm going to talk to Dewey about that in a second. But first, I want to say he recruits recruiters, which is very unique. I'm very interested in talking to him about that. And he's also uh, worked around the world. I think he worked in Guatemala, mm. and he set up shop then in Calgary in Canada, and he was in Australia. It seems like there's a a bunch of Irish people that he knows mm. who moved to Perth in Australia and go into recruiting and then travel around the world doing the same thing. So he's going to tell us if you want to pick up your business and go and work somewhere else in Timbuktu, he's the guy who knows how to do it. Also, first thing I want to talk to him about, I listened to him interviewed by somebody else, and it became very clear that his wife, Charlotte, is the boss of his firm. She had a baby, so she's not working full-time anymore, but she still comes in once a week, takes a look at things, and tells him what he should be doing and what he's doing wrong. Am I right about that, Dewey, or you know, am I overemphasizing her influence? No, it's not, it's not just my business, but my life in general. I do not wrong, and she's there to keep me on the straight and narrow. Okay, isn't that he just wants to go. stay married? Yeah. Okay. What kind of computer do you have? That's a, an interest to me now. Dewey. So I've, uh, I actually I, I traded in my Mac for an iPad. And, uh, and, yeah, I just run everything off uh, a new iPad and an iPhone. You work on an iPad? I can't understand how that's possible. Do you <laughs> type on it? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, a, a keyboard that's attached to it, and it, uh, it oh, works fine. Okay. I mean, most, of, yeah, most of what I'm doing is, uh, is using uh, Gmail and LinkedIn, so I, I find it fine. And, and all your files, all your files are online in the cloud. Is that right? All your files are in the cloud. Well, I don't actually keep a lot of files, but uh, yeah, for what for the files that we do, uh, we keep them in. What do you uh, mean you don't Drive. keep files? What do you mean? Where's the resumes? Where's the resumes? 
Rector acts a bit different, you know. I, I, I don't, I, I don't hold on to any resumes. Okay, what about the job descriptions? Where are they? On your little iPad? How many? How many? What's, how, what's, what's your storage space on that hey, iPad? Hey, hey, animal. When you say on your what? little iPad, it's a very dismissive tone. It's ten inches wide, okay, and not even half an inch but, thick. But no, you're using it more as an overpowering <laughs> him on his technology must suck because it's not what you, the big Canadian guy, uses. I'm just, uh, I'm just okay. telling you. I'm sensing. I'm so giving him the opportunity. Lower the tone. Dewey okay. is a nice you know guy. What? Don't, I, I, don't, I don't just, make him feel bad I, about using a tiny little iPad. Okay. Well, I'm explaining it to me. Jerry, I'm curious, just like Animal asks, where does he keep his files? I mean, how can you not save your resumes? I don't understand that. Me neither. Will I explain? So Yeah, uh, we're waiting. You asked two questions. <laughs> yeah, you asked two questions there. You asked about job descriptions and you asked about resumes. For the job descriptions, we work with a lot of similar type firms, so we try and be as niche as possible. We recruit 360 agency recruiters. They're usually quite similar in their tenure, in what they're recruiting, and how they go about it. So what, I don't really need to keep job descriptions as such. With regards to resumes, it's very hard to, to kind of... I, I could keep resumes and call through it, but I do a lot of a lot of my, uh, my my stuff through LinkedIn and keep all my da- my data there. You do what? Where is your data? Well, I I use LinkedIn. I I have I have uh, I have LinkedIn and I have uh, thirty thousand connections and uh, any and I keep all any of the phone numbers that I get. I put them into WhatsApp and I use WhatsApp to to communicate and to to do that side of it. Cool. So you use what? What's up? Is that what you said? Uh, what do you use? Uh, uh, animal, what's Gary, your what? problem here, man? I, I can't hear him. him. I can't hear the guy. He is what speaking is English. What's up? Clearly. Yeah, I, Jeez, think, uh, I think Animal's the only one that's having problems here. Yeah, I, it's, seriously. It's, ridiculous. So, so maybe, it's embarrassing. Uh, animal, maybe I'll take you back. Maybe, t- maybe I'll take you back a step. I, I, I'm a classically trained recruiter. I did that for a big agency where we stored resumes and ran things in the traditional manner of meeting our candidates, meeting our clients, doing all those steps. All those steps. Um, yeah. And I set up my own a few years back, and RectorAct is very different in the way that it operates to running a standard IT recruitment business or a finance recruitment business. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's it. You know, maybe I should call in. Maybe I have to call. I hate doing that, calling in again. Oh, let me. You know what? I got this question Jerry mentioned. Um, do Do you think, like uh, back in the, I guess the seventies, it was a big deal about burn the bra, and, and women felt they had control of their own bodies. Today, I read an article that in a Quebec school here in Canada, uh, it's a big question now whether the girls have to wear bras. Should a, can a woman get away with not wearing a bra to an interview? in your opinion, or is she going to be dictated to by, by men? That's a great question. Um, hey, hey Dewey, I would leave that one alone if I were you. Just, <laughs> we can do whatever this this show want. just breaks just, new ground, doesn't it? I just mean, saying. <laughs> uh, can we get on with the show? I got work to do. <laughs> okay, well, Alan, do you have an do you opinion have your bra about on, that? Alan? 
Yeah. What about the bra? Your bra. If a woman came in, anybody here can answer. If a woman came in, she wasn't wearing a bra. Is that is she going to be ruled out, or you know, if she got good qualifications? Is it an issue? Well, it depends. Anybody? If you're like me, you don't need one. I mean. <laughs> how, do, how do you know if they don't have a bra on, animal? I mean, do you ask? I mean, what I are mean, the telltale signs of a braless woman in an interview? How would you know? Okay. I'm not going to get into that detail. Okay, okay, I'll move on. What about shorts? What a, What about a man who who's wearing a suit? One of those, like I posted it of LeBron James. He's wearing an expensive suit, but it's got shorts. Like like they, you know, have in Bermuda. They wear those Bermuda shorts. Uh, is that okay, Dewey, in an interview? Depends what you're recruiting for, really. I suppose if you were in one of those funky digital media agencies, I'd say you could get away with that. No, I meant your candidates. No, might have to be suited and booted. Okay, okay. So you recruit recruiters, and I'm going to do what Alan told me to do. Who are your clients? What titles do you work with in a company? Is it the owner of a company, or do you place people in corporate uh, organizations as well? What exactly? Who are your clients? Okay, so uh, I started my career at Robert Walters, and they're a large UK international recruitment business. And when we started our our agency, Charlotte and I, Charlotte, my boss, as she pointed out, she uh, she was working as an internal recruiter at another agency who were similar to Robert Walters. Now we only we mainly work with UK owned recruitment businesses that are based around the world. We're doing lots in America right now, um, but. So that that would be the specifics on our on on the actual client type. Hold on. The, so the the, these are that, glo- these are all global companies. Is that what you're saying? The companies you work for, they're global. So, so they kind of fall into a couple of categories. Most of them are global companies. But say if somebody has set up a UK, a, a UK, has set up an office for for a UK firm overseas, and then they ended up setting up on their own, but they're they're also doing very similar type recruitment to the to the, the the business that they left. We tend to pick up those businesses as well. So not just major global ones, but people that are quite specific. Okay, but in the is way it strictly 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 third party agencies? Yes or no? Yes. We we don't go okay. near talent acquisition. Okay. So what title? Who's the bot? Is it the owner of the company or a recruiting manager? Who are you working with in the companies? Depends on the size of the company. Um, mainly, I'll have a relationship with uh, either, if it's a small company, usually the owner. If it's a medium-sized company, usually the director. And if it's, if it's a massive company, it's whoever's hiring at that moment. So, and then okay. there's a lot of liaisons that happen with maybe a talent acquisition person in the middle. But, but yeah, it's, it's Okay, so you said that you, you said these, these orders, the, the job orders you're taking are so similar that you don't even have to ever write them down. You just know them automatically. What are the hiring managers you deal with looking for when they want to hire a recruiter? Give us five five points or three, whatever you can think of. Yeah, so the, uh, America and, and the UK are slightly different in the way that they operate. Old school American headhunters, um, they usually have a bit more freedom and, and that's to do with the want and there's more of an independent culture in America. In the UK, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of I don't know, recent graduates who, it's their first job, it's, the people are looking for 
specifically people who've done that for their rivals. That, that's oh, you know what? I'm not interested in the UK. It. Let's decomplicate it. I see you're having trouble, you know, balancing two different uh, uh, kinds of clients. Let's talk about the United States, okay? What are they looking for in a recruiter? Give me three points. You said you know them so well, you don't have to write them down. Don't make me beg. Mostly, they're looking for UK recruiters to go over to America because they struggle to get American. Yeah, because they struggle to get Americans to fit into their culture, because there's just it seems to be maybe it, it's kind of like the closest thing to UK recruitment companies in America would be Robert Haas in the way that they they operate, they drive their staff, and I think a lot of a lot of, uh, of Americans want a bit more freedom and flexibility in their working in their working life, which which is fine as well. So English people or British people, whatever you want to call them, they're more reg- regimented in their uh, culture, their orientation to a recruiting business. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it kind of comes down to the fact that a lot of them are 360, so they're doing the clients and the candidates. And I know small businesses do that in America, but a lot of the large ones are more 180, where you just do candidates or you just do clients. So they find uh-huh. it very hard to get Americans to fit into their culture. And then anybody who's doing a headhunting business in America, a proper old school one, look, they're usually on a better deal in terms of the percentage rates that they have and all the rest. So there's a bit of a gap there, and I fill that gap. So how do they, do, how do they get to import uh, low-earning low uh, people from overseas into the United States? I don't understand that. How do you get them in? Illegals? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's on an E2 visa, so uh, so yeah, they just need to have a few years' experience, a degree, and uh, and then obviously they need to be really good to, for the company to take a shot at them. Yeah. Jerry or, or Alan or everybody else is American. Can can people come in? Just you can import a recruiter from England. Like there's no recruiters in the United States. How does Trump allow that? Nobody's taking me up on that. Okay. Okay, so what stupid things do these hiring managers you're 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 dealing with? What do they do? They ask for stupid things, and you have to wrestle with them to you know get realistic. Yeah, yeah, for lots of stupid things. Um, usually, it's usually they want you know only top performers, and then they don't want to offer them big money. So the, the person they want a lot for very little. So. It, for us, it's, 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 it can be tough to find that. But if somebody's working in maybe northern England, uh, they're, gonna, they're not going to be earning that much in comparison to what they could in America. So there's a really good sell there. And it, hey, know, hey, 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 what I'm looking for. No, 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 you're getting off well. track. The show's going downhill. Nobody's uh, even asking you any questions. I thought they would because you're recruiting people just like them. What do you have to deal with? What like these these stupid hiring managers? So uh, you know, I want you to tell me. Like, what do you okay, mean? they're asking me. They don't want to pay anything. They want the top people for not for no money. Okay, junior money. Okay, here's how I deal with them. I say, look, pal, don't fool around with me. I can I can go somewhere else. I don't need your business. Is that what you say? What do you tell them? How do you deal with that? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we, we deal with who we want to. Like, the candidate wins in our business, so if you get a good candidate, they are going to take them. And so if they, if they mess around, then we don't deal with them again. And it's, uh, that's, that's kind of how it goes. We're, we're not a slave to the client like, 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 some, like you can be in other industries. 
Okay, so you'll uh, you'll walk away from a client if if you find them difficult. You'll just walk away. You're not going to even bother trying to teach them what the real world is like. Is that what you're telling me? Hey, listen, well, Jerry, say- Alan, Michael G. Cox, help me. I'm dying here. Okay. Oh, all right, should I move all on? Right. Ask another question. Should I ask another question? How do you bill your fee? Because most of these positions get are off the based- speakerphone. Pick up the receiver. On you know better than that. Oh jeez. Well, did you ask him if he's on a if he's on a, a he's mobile? He's on an iPhone. He, yeah, we cleared oh, it. Oh, okay. all right. All right. Since most of these are probably base plus commission, how do you bill out on your fee? Do you bill out as an estimate of the first year, or how do you how do you do that? Good question. Unfortunately, yeah, it is a good question. Um, if I was able to bill out as as an estimate on the first year or a trading fee, I would. But these uh, our clients don't matter, so we just do twenty percent, twenty percent of the first year annual, annual salary. Oh, some salary. idiot. Who's doing that? I guess my art, my question and argument there would be, would be, isn't that a bit low? Because if agencies normally pay a pretty low base and then you know make it up on the commission for motivation, so I mean, what, what are your, what are your annual, what are your typical salary ranges you look at? Because I mean, in America, I would think it's somewhere between fifty and eighty thousand. Yeah, that's it. So fifty and eighty thousand, uh, probably more like sixty-five and eighty thousand. Okay. Um, okay. So area code. Yeah, what, what area code is two hundred three? Area code two hundred three was making that noise. Who yeah, is that? Connecticut. Thanks, Rich. Okay. Anytime. So finish up, Alan. Come on, you're, I'm I'm bored myself. Come on, let's get going. <laughs> oh, okay. Ask me something also, interesting, and I'll give you an answer. And what, what's 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 the most challenging search you've done recently, and and beyond the beyond the normal stupidity. And what's and, and the second question since animals board, where what what sectors do you see your no, you clients know what? Don't pile them up. Don't pile them up with a stack of questions, one at a time, as simple as possible. Okay, so keep I, it I'll moving the, fast. I'll okay. I'll go, the, I'll, I'll go to the sector one first. I would say I think the busiest areas for our clients in the in the U.S. are obviously technology, financial services, and pharma, and that's the main bits. Okay. Okay, and so your people who you're placing in those in those fields, do they have to be working in those fields before you can place them, or do you place people, uh, recruiters who are working in in one field and then move them to another field? So they have to start up. Ninety percent of the time, they have to be from that industry space, so they have to be doing finance. Sometimes we're able to. Farm is a tough one to find recruiters in, so sometimes the client can try and make a case and uh, and get somebody from another industry, but then the visa might be a bit tricky then because you have to prove expertise in order to be able to get the visa. What, and, and also, follow on to that, do you ever – do you ever look for, say, salespeople in pharma who, for whatever reason, got burned out on it, and they've already got a lot of the contacts? So, does that make for a good recruiter? Yeah, absolutely. That would be that would be ideal. And um, it, it's not what it's not what I do because you know we mainly do the international piece. But okay. but but those our clients would be absolutely interested in those in those type people. Um, but again, it comes down to culture. It comes down to you know, yeah. what size of a business they'd be suitable Yeah, got to do an ad. Got to do an ad. Hey, everybody. Jesus Christ. 
Well, you know what? I just got to, we're, some, we're somewhere not on track. This guy's got a lot to tell us, and I, we're just not doing it right. I got to put an ad in here, okay? PC Recruiter, they're my sponsor, okay? And here's something I saw on Quora that made me think of them. This person was writing that recruiting is fragmented, okay? One recruiter is recruiting salespeople in the travel industry. Another is doing contract technical recruiting in the data space, right? And the difference, according to this guy, was night and day. So he said it's hard to say which applicant tracking system, which recruiting software is going to be best for those guys. It depends on the kind of work they're doing, right? That's what, that's what the experts say. But that's not PC recruiter. That's where they stand apart. They're good for all kinds of recruiting, all sizes of recruiting teams. And you know why? Because PC Recruiter is configurable. They are adaptable. They don't impose their ideas on you about what your workflow is supposed to look like, what your software should be. You get to shape it and suit the way you work. You control it. And if you don't know how to configure the software yourself, they've got a fabulous support team to help you. Every guest who comes on the show who uses PC Recruiter says so. doesn't matter if you're a member of a big team in a big company or you're a solo recruiter in your mom's garage. PC Recruiter loves you, and big or small, they fit them all. So go check them out, please, at PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. Back to uh, Dewey. Dewey, how do you pick up your business? Okay, maybe, you know what, I'm, I'm just not quick enough to catch on. I, I'm thinking in, in, you know, you're a guy who uses a la, uh, uh, an iPad and doesn't store any any information uh, on your own server or computer? Uh, I'm not. I'm not uh, quick enough. It's just a new world for me. So maybe I'm not asking you the right questions. You tell me what I should ask. The question that comes to mind first for me now is: How do you get new business? What's your business development uh, model? I, a lot of it. A lot of it is uh, through LinkedIn. So uh, you've seen. I'm doing a podcast at the moment where. Oh, tell us about your podcast. Make your now do a plug. Come on, do your plug. I've done two podcasts. One, two weekly. One is where I interview recruiters like me who've lived around the world, and then we use that as a business development tool throughout LinkedIn and promotion. So other people who are looking for recruiters know that we're the people that do that. So that that works on that one and. The other, the other uh, one I'm doing is the recruiter startup school, where I'm interviewing, interview like experts in our, our industry, investors, about how to set up, scale, and uh, and sell a recruitment business. And where and do they go to find those? Where, what URL, what web address, domain name do they go to find those shows? Both are on, both are on iTunes, and uh, it's uh, the, the recruiter startup school. And recruiter abroad, two different, two different. You know podcasts. what? I'm just going to give you some advice. Go over to GoDaddy or somewhere. You know, for 20 bucks, get 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 a URL so people don't have to go to iTunes and search anything. You've got the the domain. They just go there, Recruiter Startup School or whatever it's called, RecruiterStartupSchool.com, and that'll take them to the page. That's the smart way to do it. Okay, that's my advice to you. That's good idea. If you, if you, okay, do that. Okay. Now, how do you get business? By finding the best candidate and bringing them to market. Okay, so, will you call a bunch of companies and say, "I've got this candidate on the on the go right now"? 
So, I mean, it just depends. I mean, whenever whenever we started, it, it was much different. Like, I've been doing this same desk for three years now, so we have so many clients. It's uh, it's not that big a challenge. But when we started out, we had none. So, we firstly, we you know, we mapped out who we wanted to work with, and then whenever we got a good candidate that said wanted to go to America, then we would uh, then we would. Uh, We'd, we'd, we'd connect with the client on LinkedIn, we'd message them, we'd send the profile, we'd then follow up with a call if need be then, and uh, and then go from there. And normally, if the candidate's good and you've hit the mark, they come back, and then then it's just about service from there on. Okay. So when, so I, when, you, I was an IT, when I was an IT recruiter, it was a bit different. Yeah. What did you do when you were in yeah, IT? What did like you say? When I was an IT recruiter, it was a bit more... It was, it was probably a bit more the way that everybody else runs their desk that comes on your show. Which is, so first let me go back to this. So when you want to pick up new business, you don't get on the phone. You go to LinkedIn, find that hiring manager, and contact the person there. Is that what you're saying? You don't pick up the phone? That, that's the first thing I do. I mean, we do, I believe in using every weapon that you have. So – you, you had Rich Rosen on on the on your podcast or radio show the other he's week. He's on right. And, he's and, on and the he line. Really he's just quiet. He's on the line right now. I'm right here. I'd love him. And, yeah. Can, his, can you tear his, this guy to shreds like, if you don't like what he says? I saw how tough you are yesterday with the girls. Okay. <laughs> now you got a man. And, and I, I I was really impressed with his with his interview. But it's all that stuff is what is what anybody should be doing. And then. On top of that, the digital marketing side of what we do as well. If you were to combine both sides, you probably have the, the ultimate, the ultimate performing recruiter. Okay, so what you've got is you, 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 you contact somebody on uh, what through InMail? Is that what you're using InMail, or you just message them when you try to, you know, Good ask question. them to join your network? You message so them. First thing, yeah. First thing I would say is. We we have we have a process where we connect with people within our niche. So we make sure me and my three assistants we make sure that we're across everybody we can be in terms of the clients and in terms of the candidates, and we make sure we're in their newsfeed. So that's the first thing. So then they get to they get to know. How do you do that? Content. How do you set that up? How do you initiate the relationship? Let's get nitty gritty here, okay? How do you initiate yeah, the relationship? I, I am getting no, you're not. Just How do you connect. initiate the relationship? The, the, the first initiation comes on a connection on LinkedIn. Just send in a connection request. After what do you that, say? They, what do you say? The, what do you say? What do you say to establish the connection? That's nitty gritty, okay? Let me teach you how to speak English. Be great to connect. That's all I say. That's it? That's all, that's all I say. I have 30,000 connections. My wife has 30,000. My two, my, my two assistants both have 10,000. Be great to connect. That's it. It's your minimalist, yeah. in other words. That's it. And they yeah. always connect. They don't say, who are you? Why should I connect with you? They never say, who are you? Why should I connect with you? But I've been put in LinkedIn jail for people ignoring my connections quite a bit. But what will happen is we'll go through so many people on LinkedIn, that, and they're all going to be specific to what we want, and then they'll they'll like our content, they'll like they'll like our statements, and then other people then will see it, and then we'll try and connect with them again, and then that there creates at least the first initial bit of trust. 
So the first book how do you, and the second book is, is how do you get how do you get out of LinkedIn jail? How do you get out of LinkedIn jail? You have to email them and promise you'll never do it again. And I've done that. But you so said many you've times. been in it. You've been in a few times, so they know that you're a repeat offender. Is that right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, and they still let you out. I mean, they still let you out. Yeah. I, they they have so far. God bless them. Aren't you worried? I would be nervous if I were you. If that sounds like LinkedIn is your primary uh, tool. Yeah. I. Uh, well, I, I mean, yeah. I suppose I am, but it's just part of the process. And uh, until it, are you until doing? It's are you using? Are you using a tool? Are you? Uh, 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 I'm talking. Are you using a tool like Duck Soup, or are you just making these connections manually? Uh, I would say I, I use my virtual assistants mainly to, to build up their LinkedIn profiles. Yeah, they're, and they're doing it manually. They're not using Duck Soup or anything like that. Auto, no, 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 no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put any tools into LinkedIn because you know that's. I'd be worried that they would uh, they would get really serious for that. And when I say LinkedIn jail, I mean I, I haven't been put in the LinkedIn jail. I've been forbidden from sending connection requests, and then I go and I ask them to let me send connection requests again, and then they let. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. So now you've got a, a candidate, and you've got a bunch mm-hmm. of connections on LinkedIn. What do you do then? How do you how do you present the candidate to to somebody who might need well, it? Well, yeah. So I suppose what I do is very neat. So every UK recruitment company that's built, they're built to scale and most of them are built to sell. So they need to hire, they need to hire people, they need to hire the best people. And when I send them, when I, when I send the resume in, then invariably they'll, they'll either come back. If they don't, I'll give them a call. And I'll say, hey, thank you back, what do you think? And then, and then we'll have a bit of a chat and then usually they'll become a client if we can agree terms and if we can't, they don't. Okay. And um, I got a question I, for the guest. Yeah, go ahead. I got a question for the guest. Yeah, this is Rocky, by the go way. Ahead. Hey, so, so after you make the connection on LinkedIn, this is Rocky. Rocky, yeah. okay. After, after, you, after you make the connection on LinkedIn, right, and you're mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, whatever, we have people in common or whatever, you know, what's usually your sales process after that point? Do you ask them about the weather? Do you go into relationship building, or are you just strictly pitching after that point on LinkedIn, or you know, following up with a sales call? What do you do? That's a good. It's a good question. I I let it sit for a while, so I'll make sure that they're 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 connection for a couple of weeks at least, and that they see like they'll see stuff that I post in there um, on the news feed, and they kind of get familiar with me because I'm pretty active, uh, and then. After that, then I'll probably send them a link to my podcast and say, "Hey, look, there's a here's a podcast I'm running. Thought it might be interesting to. Have you ever thought of moving abroad yourself?" And then they'll come back and say, "Yes or no, or oh, thanks, thanks for sharing. That's really interesting." Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we'll be picking up what Rocky. Rocky, one sec. So you said you're very active. Uh, you put stuff in the newsfeed all, all the time. What kind of stuff are you putting in there? Just links to boring articles. No, a lot of it will be like I'll, I'll say something controversial or I'll say, I'll say a statement that might be like a juxtaposition or I'll, I'll say something that might annoy talent acquisition people and they'll, they'll all attack me or I'll say, like, for example, I'll say, you know, you don't need to meet your candidates anymore. Uh, you can recruit from anywhere. And then before I know it, 50,000 people have read it and there's comments and people are getting aggressive and 
and then you know you just kind of have to have to go with that. And then so that would be one thing. And then other others, I would obviously post the quality content that we put out there through the podcast as well. Um, and and then I would comment on other people's. I, I would follow a lot of other people who have big profiles, and I would comment on their stuff, and they would comment on mine. And usually the joint network get it out there to LinkedIn a bit better than if it was just me by myself. Oh, so, so the controversial stuff you post is uh, you don't have to meet your clients anymore. That's one topic. Give us another one. Uh, okay, uh, cold calling is dead. You know, you, like cold you, call, you, so you believe that, right? You, you believe that cold calling is dead, right? No, I don't. No, no. But I would say that just for the, just just to get a bit of a rise out of people. Or I would say, do you think cold calling is dead? Should we all be? I would say, should we all be be uh, be developing an inbound solution right now? And then you would get all the old school recruiters hammering in, saying, you know, what do you mean the phone's dead? The phone's not dead. I don't think the phone's dead. I think every tool works. Like the, the phone is there, but it's even better if there's trust before the phone call. Uh-huh. But, you know, you're not doing anything to build trust except posting these uh, supposedly, conf- con- con- you know, uh, confrontational uh, uh, declarations, it seems to me. You, you send the guy, hey, I want to connect with you. That's it. Okay. Then you don't do anything like Rocky said. You don't make any attempt to build rapport. You just post these. You assume the person's going to get to know you from the news stream, right? Uh, I, I, I said I said to create content. I send uh, I send them my podcast that I've done. I, I now you've got the podcast, I, yeah. That's, I, but that's that's, fair, that's fairly new. You're well established already. That that's really just new, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it, it is. It, it is. It's, it, but it's 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 definitely we've had to evolve our game as LinkedIn has changed its algorithms. It used to be enough uh-huh. if you just put a nice picture out there, and LinkedIn would give you it would give you like thousands and thousands of views. But now you have to really really be on your game to, to get it up and, and it's, it's, it's constantly evolving and we're trying to get better at the marketing side ourselves Okay, I, I don't understand anything you said. Rocky, you can come back and ask him a follow-up if you want. I have to do an ad first for my good friends at HireTool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. It is a complete sourcing tool. You know, HireTool, when I first heard about it, it was just a way to uh, find out contact information. And, and they've got a, a free Chrome extension that you can go get at HireTool.com. And uh, they're very good at finding out email addresses, both work and personal, and phone numbers, both work and personal. But it's a lot more than that. You know, you don't have to build your own Boolean strings. You might be like me, a Boolean amateur. So you go to HireTool.com, you put in your search uh, requirements in normal language, and they automatically build the search string for you, and they run it across a pile of websites like Facebook, like LinkedIn, like GitHub, like Stack Overflow, you name it, they got it. And then they return a list of potential candidates for you, ranked from top to bottom, meaning best to least relevant. They guess the salary the person is working. Uh, They guess who's most likely to be ready to make a move. All you got to do is pick up the phone. Or, like our guest today, send them a message on LinkedIn. Want to connect with me? It doesn't even have to. According to what he's telling us, it doesn't even have to be complex. So go over there to H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L and check them out today. They're the super-duper sourcing tool. I always say I don't know why they pay me for these ads. Everybody is declaring all over every Facebook group how great they are for free. 
Okay. Back to the guest. Rocky, did you have a follow-up? Yeah, Animal. So my follow-up question to that is when you send over a message, let's say to a client, and you're trying to get you know, job rec, whether it's consulting full-time, I'm assuming you do full-time, uh, you know, what, you know, are you waiting for them to, to, to come back to you and say, hey, look, I looked at your podcast, I see your post, you know, you're, you're an authority figure, uh, here's something you can work on, you know? Is that, is that usually I, 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 what happens? So I, I and think, how often does that happen? No, no. So when we're doing it on LinkedIn, we do it all to, all to candidates. That's like our world is candidates, candidates, candidates. When, oh, candidates with, with the client right. side, it's very much bringing that candidate to market and knowing who the right place, like who the right place is, and who's growing and who's got, who's got, like who's who's going to take them on and who's the best place for them, really. What God, questions do you ask? You know, I typically computer set yeah, reminder today. What? Go ahead, animal. Uh, who's that? Okay. Well, hold on. I want to know what questions you ask recruiters before the show's over. Okay. What What are you looking for yeah. when you call when you call a recruiter? What What questions do you ask them? How do you just select a recruiter? Because I know people, I know managers who find it hard to hire good recruiters. What do you do? Yeah. So I, I suppose the first thing we'll go back to how how we map. So if somebody's working for Robert Half, you want to be figuring out who are the ten who are the ten agencies out there that are like Robert Half and then we know that and then we make sure that they're all in our network now once we get them and we get that call if they've worked for say Robert Half say if they've worked for somebody like Robert Half for a couple of years then we want to figure out what they've built so for, like we want, well firstly we'll, we'll, the, the type of question I'll ask them first is what they're looking for where they want to go and all the rest and then we'll work into the feasibilities and then the feasibility then would be more like what have you built and then we'll go into the granular of the numbers of where they came from. So from that then we'll work out, you know, did you did you did you get that business yourself? Was it handed to you? You know, what was your process? How'd you go about it? Probably some of the stuff that you're asking me now. And and you know, what I'll be looking for is I'll be looking for, okay, I've I've here's the two plate perm placements I've made a month. I've built X amount. I'm a specialist in this area. Here's my process. I'm classically trained. I'm hungry, I love the phone, this is what I do. And then once we get all those things together, we know, okay, right, this person will fit this environment, and then we, then we bring them to market on that. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, but you know what? I love the phone. You don't love the phone. I mean, so why, why, why do you think that they have to love the phone? Because my clients tell me to do it. Oh, okay. Okay. But, okay, so, so you're, you work... It, ironically, you work, and I'm going to guess that you're very successful. You got three people paying uh, that you're paying to help you, so I'm assuming you're you're very successful. And uh, yet, your style of working is pretty much completely different from the people that you're recruiting, and they're in the same business as you. Am I right about that? It's counterintuitive for sure. I uh, I used to work like they worked. So when I was working at Robert Walters, that was how I worked. So and and when I was there, I knew that that's what company other recruitment companies wanted. That type of person who was able to do all those things and and stick and be regimented to it. So, you know, you have to know what your product is. Stick to that. People aren't people don't want to hire me. They want to hire. And so do you ask do you ask these guys do you ask the do you ask these guys how many calls they make a day? Sometimes I do. If if they've worked for if they say if they're working for a boutique. 
I'll ask them to send over their KPIs in terms of like their key, their, to just so we can figure out like, is it an, an intense environment? Is it a, is it is it somewhere where they're kind of let do what they want and they can come and go? Because if it's if that if it's that case, then you know maybe they might be suited to another boutique, but they're harder to fit them in. So if it's a if it's a business that's built to scale, they'll usually all work in a similar mechanism, and we have to kind of just make sure that they fit that mold. So, but the key issue is how much they're billing. Is that is that right? I mean that that's the killer question for you. It sounds like to me. Is that right? It, it is, but then you have to drill down into that in terms of like what does that actually mean? Because sometimes like oil and gas recruiters can build loads of money and be an account manager and not be really as good as maybe a transactional finance recruiter that's working for small fees and that has to work their ass off and is probably better, but their fee limit's lower, but their, their amount of deals that they bring in per month is better. So it, you have to always go into the, into the numbers, into the detail, and work backwards okay. from there. So, so you said there's recruiters. It's usually divided between someone who's an account manager, like you said. They're working with the clients and someone who's doing the recruiting, and I assume sourcing as well. So let's say you're, you've got someone who's focusing on sourcing candidates and engaging them, uh, and that person is not happy at his current position because – He's getting ridiculous job orders from stupid hiring managers, and the account manager is not challenging, you know, and, and teaching the, the hiring manager to the client to be realistic. So that person's going to have bad numbers, but because he's in a, a bad organization, are you going to be able to detect that and you know pull a good person, a, 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 a diamond in the rough, someone whose talent is really actually hidden, and bring them into a better situation? No, I only get the best, the best people, better jobs. That's all I do. So mainly we'll work with the front end. So if, if you're doing the sourcing, I, I, don't, I don't help them. There's no value there for me. I really just focus on, on, on the people who are doing either 180 sales or 360 the whole desk, mainly 360, so candidates and clients. Um, okay. When you get into the 180 model, it does get complicated. Okay, I got to do it to find my final ad. Okay, hone it. H O N E I T. H O N E I T. It's phone interview technology. Here's how it works: the candidate, it's for interviews. The candidate and the recruiter dial into the interview. It's like dialing into an ordinary call. They have the regular interview, but here's the thing: it's recorded, so you have an audio recording, and it's turned into a transcript automatically, so you can read it and search it for keywords. You don't have to worry about taking notes this is what nick livingston always wants me to tell you you don't have to worry that you're going to miss something you're not going to miss any details they're going to be on the audio tape or recording and they're going to be in the transcript as well it's easy to pass that information around to somebody else who's on the interviewing committee or the hiring manager and not only that there's certain key questions the killer questions when you ask them first you press a button then you have the discussion, then you press another button. That special and most important discussion is turned into a clip. And so anybody like the hiring manager or somebody else on the interview committee, they can just go straight to the key questions if they want. It's, it's the good parts are very accessible. And let me see if there's anything else I can tell you. Oh, yeah, they are offering two weeks free, a free trial of the product. All you got to do is 
Go to Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Book yourself for a demo and put in the word recruiting animal. Okay, two weeks for free. H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Okay, uh, let me open it up again. Anybody else? Uh, Alan, Rich, uh, Michael G. Cox, uh, Rocky, uh, what's the story? Anybody got to ask him some questions? I'm kind of confused. I don't think I've done a great job with this interview. We're running out of time. Go ahead. Anybody? 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 I got one animal. It's Rocky again. So, so just to... To, to get it straight, you're a candidate focus. You're reaching out to recruiter candidates, and you're placing them in, you know, better better jobs. And then you reach out to the client and tell them, hey, got a good candidate. You know, what happens when they're like, hey, my internal HR team handles this? What's your rebuttal? Do you do everything on LinkedIn? Do you handle rebuttals on LinkedIn? Uh, it, it rarely happens, to be honest. Um, Really? Like it, it, yeah, it it rarely happens to be honest. It's it's not a it's not a it's not a problem that we've come across. Um, I, I I suppose you know your 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 obvious rebuttals is just just asking them about their existing their existing process. How do you get on? How, how do you get on that? Uh, how do you how do you deal with the HR? Like what's worked? You know, do you like this candidate? You know, do I have uh, to teach uh, everybody in the world that H? H is not the way to say H. It makes you sound low class, okay? It's H, not H, okay? Not only that, that was an interesting question because you seem to be focused on LinkedIn. You don't seem to be phone-oriented, so that was a fair question. But let me ask you, when you call a recruiter, when you, when you contact a candidate and the person says, not interested in a move, do you just say, okay, nice to see you, or do you actually try to you know, rebut that and turn them around? Uh, I wouldn't rebut somebody who's not interested in the move, but I keep at them over the course of a few months. So I'd say, hey, how are you tracking this quarter? Because normally recruiters go from being really happy and everything's fine to it's the end of the world and I need a new job and it's everybody else's fault. So we have to kind of be front and center when that happens. And like anything, you get into a needs analysis and, and figure out where their pain, pain point is. Get to that point and then uh, and then drive forward from there. What what are the usual? First of all, uh, nobody. How come no one's talking? I've never heard anybody on this show in 11 years say what you just said. That these guys are like manic depressives. One day it's great, the next day it isn't. They blame everybody else and they want to get out. I've never heard that before. I want to know if the audience agrees with that. Secondly, how do you how do you uh, figure out their pain points? What questions do you ask them? To get to the, and I assume this is on the phone already. What questions do you ask to fi- to find out about, you know, what's wrong? Why would they want to make a move? Did you want people to answer the first question first? No, you answer the second question first. Let somebody else come on and fight with you if they have the guts. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so, so remind me of the question. It was a, what do okay. I find out? Okay, Rocky just said you. He said call you call up a client and they say no interest. And so I'm saying, what about if you call a candidate, no interest? And then you said, okay, you know, but I, I, I won't, I won't fight with them. But I'll keep coming back and try to find out their pain points. How do you find out their yeah. pain points? What do you say? Well, I I'm talking about like, this like is anything. getting granular. Sure. What words do you? Use? Yeah, I'll get granular. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I'll have. I'll always have their LinkedIn profile up in front of me, so I'll, I'll ask them how their performance is going right now, and I'll figure out, and, and I'll say, okay, great, that, that's all right, or it's not going well, 
And if they let me in and let me know that it, that there's, there's there's something wrong, then I can get into the why and the how and all the rest, and 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 then go from there. Like, there's always if somebody hasn't been promoted in a while, that that's a question. That's a question to ask. If if they're if you're asking them how they're how they're tracking for the quarter and then they, they, they tell you the number, you know, you can ask them, well, why is that low? And would you ever want to move? A lot of my stuff is them asking me, what will I need to do to get this move? And then I'll, I'll be able to deliver from there. Okay. Do these guys lie about their, their numbers? So that's a really good question. Um, some people do lie about the numbers and the way that you can go about that is I, I assure them that our clients will be looking at their tax returns. And they will be taking references at the end of the process. So you may as well tell me the truth, or because if you do lie, then you know it's going to come out in the end, and you're not going to get this move. Who are they checking references with that would actually know their their numbers? At the, so the, the first bit that they'll do is they will get the tax return, so they'll be able to work backwards themselves. And then at the very end, once the visa is approved and all the rest, sometimes then they take a reference. They take a reference. So they take a reference just before the visa. So it, it does get complicated if it's an international move, and and it it'll mainly it'll mainly come out come out from that tax return piece. Hold on, hold yeah, from the tax return because you 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 check references with their current employer. Is that what you're saying? Only at the very end of the process. So wow, I never, after I've the, never done after, that. After never. Offer, no, I think, yeah, never well, done it's, that. Uh, it's always the past employer. Or there, or or some, or some kind of peers, okay. At, and at that, uh, you this, know what? At this stage, at this stage, they've handed in their notice. They're, they're going. Okay, but you can still rule them out. They've quit. Okay. Or, or <laughs> but now manager, you're checking the references to say, no, we don't want you. Okay, <laughs> you're, the, the person's yeah. screwed. I mean. Or, or it's with a manager that's left the business, or, or it's with maybe uh, somebody who, somebody who they they trust and they feel that they can do it. Um, but you know what? Here's here's something. A lot, like you a lot keep of the, talking about the link. You keep talking about LinkedIn profiles as if they're good enough to replace resumes. They're garbage. People don't put detailed information. You can get very good general ideas, and like you said, you can fill in the blanks because you know what all the details should be, as as long as you have you know general titles and the kind of companies they're working with. So you could, but actually, for the, for details about what they do, you can't get that from the average LinkedIn profile. Well, I mean, I can start. It, it, I can. If somebody's worked for 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 Robert Half for a couple of years, they're doing finance and accounting. I can assume that they've had to do a certain amount to be able to survive in that environment. I'll then work uh-huh. backwards to find out what that was, because I've been in those environments, so I'm able to ask the right questions in order to get to that point, and uh, and. And you know, you just use that as a guide. I, I I don't I don't see how. I mean, it's different if I was to be going through an IT engineer and going through maybe some of the different languages that 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 they're able to do and ask ask them about their methodologies and and that side of it. It's 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 just more complicated. A recruit. I gotta tell you, you make your job you critters. make your job sound you make your job sound like a piece of cake. I gotta tell you, it sounds so easy. Like you, nobody ever says no and. You know, you don't have to talk to them. <laughs> you just send them, you know, <laughs> connection requests. <laughs> but, but recruitment is simple. Like, like people just overcomplicate it. Okay. Okay. If you work with nobody wants people it. within your niche, 
if you map out, if you if you if you know two thousand really good candidates, and you have you have an ABC list of of clients, and you're specific to that, and you've worked for a while to get to that point, then it's just about getting better people, getting the best people better jobs. Okay, you told me you want to talk about the future of recruiting. I find that a boring topic, but go ahead, shoot. Well, no, I'm just I'm I'm curious to. What, what people out there on the on the call think coming no, next? No, 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 no. Like I don't want to know what they think. I want to, You're the guest. If you don't want to talk about it, that's okay with me. I, it's a boring topic. No, oh yeah, we got chat boxes. Well, Who ask, cares? Ask okay. A, I mean, that's hardly a way to ask the question. If you want to ask me a specific question about it, I can answer. Oh, oh, oh it's your responsibility, host. I don't. You, you better worry if you're doing a podcast and, and you you're you, you, okay. Anyway. Well, oh boy. <laughs> Okay, okay. Do you ask for referrals on the first contact? If you call somebody up and he or she says, I'm not interested, uh, do you say, who do you know? I do, yeah. Uh, uh, you do? Because lots of people say, no, no, you've got to build a relationship before you ask for something. Uh, you don't believe that, right? It, it depends on the call. It depends on how it's gone. Like, if if if... if if it's a call and I think, oh, that hasn't gone too well, I'm not going to ask. But if I've got on really well with them, and a lot of the times I do, then uh, then yeah, I'll ask them if they if they know anybody else. I, if if I'm going to work with them and if I'm sure that they're good, then I won't ask them for a referral until I've done a good job with them. Okay, I have to confess something. I said something sexist before. I, I meant it to be kind of funny, but, you know, Rich Rosen, I said, I saw you fighting with the girls yesterday. He was having an argument with somebody on Facebook, and now he's got a man. <laughs> That's not fair. Uh, that, that is not fair. I mean, these women are just as tough and, and smart as any male recruiter. So I take it back. You know, I don't please don't come after me or don't report me to anybody. I, I didn't I didn't I don't really think that way. Okay. So. Anyway, really, I, I, I was trying to get Rich to say something, but no, he's too busy working. Just like Jerry. Jerry, Jerry came here for the shout and then sound uh, says he signed off. Okay, so what are your parting words, Dewey? I, I got a feeling you got to come back here. Number one, when my phone connection is good and I can clearly hear what you're saying. Number two, now you know my uh, style. What, what do you want to say? What, what are your parting words? All right. Just hope you all have a great day. And if anybody's any questions, no, that's not it. Know. Okay, here, here, here's the plug. Okay, tell us, tell us where we can find your your uh, your podcast again. Go to iTunes and and put in what do we put in? Recruiter Startup School. So I'm going to be I'm going to be interviewing experts in our industry and asking them detailed questions on how to set up scale. And sell a Do me a favor. Business. Let's post awesome. them on on. Let, let's post them on Recruiters Online, my Facebook group. Go to recruitingtricks.com, and you'll see them there mm-hmm. right after the show. But what's the other one? Recruiting There's, Startup School, and the other one is Recruiters Abroad. Recruiter Abroad. Yeah. The latest episode is with David Hume. He's a he's a he's a guy who has a platform called Simply Connected, and uh, he's part of the recruitment group online as well. There. Okay. Next time you come on, and it's going to be a next time. I got, I got. You know, I just didn't want to hang up and call back in. It makes me feel nervous, but I should have, because I, I, I know I'm not my regular self when I'm struggling to, you know, get the details of what the person is saying. Dewey, <laughs> do, Dewey, do, Dewalta, Dewey Doherty. 
I've been waiting for this show a long time. Thank you very much for coming on. All the people who contributed as well. And all my sponsors. Thank Jerry's back. You showed up. Well, now he's not answering. But I see his phone number is hooked up. Let's, I've let's been back. Well, you didn't say one word. I saw you sign because off. Because you didn't you open back. my line. Something happened. I got disconnected by the crap. Well, you know, I run a business here. Well, I no. I came back, and I let Phil on. Phil is still on in England. I let him on. I didn't see you. You're after him. You must have come back five minutes ago. Nope. Thanks for Thanks for the support. I was here at the beginning of the show. I'm here at the end of the yeah, show. Yeah, for five minutes and at the end for five minutes. Thank ah, you. No, man, oh, you know no. what? Dude, oh, if you're yeah. going to try to script me out of half my pay for today, I will not. I'll go to the labor board. You know what? I always play you. You're never around, but I always play you at the end of the show. So here goes. Here goes. Bill was okay. Animal was okay. But the show itself, I just. Same old I, thing. As a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm going to now take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. <laughs> I got nothing from this show. I'm not going to do anything new. That's what I'm looking for in my learning phase of my career. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. <laughs> later. I got. I'll see you later. Bye bye. Something